Boston Celtics sweep the back-to-back and set a new three-point record against the New York Knicks. I'm talking about it right now on a bonus Locked On Celtics podcast. Be ever ready. Recognize the city of champs. Boston, baby, we do what you can't. Locked on number 18, Tatum and Brown, J-team. Step back, we gon' wet that and slay teams. Of course, the Celtics, who else could it be? Screaming like KG with the Larry O'B. Corrales above average, assessing the team status. Best daily pod, no cap, salary matching. Clutch like Bird to DJ, keep John on replay. Primetime, dapping up the truth on the sideline. Rain and Jays, how it started, raising banners, how we finished. Locked on Celtics, pod, home of the winners. B. Hey, welcome back to the Lockdown Celtics podcast here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. I want to thank you for making this show part of your daily routine. Uh, I'm here for you every day, Monday through Friday, bonus podcasts, post game. Not yesterday. I was at a family event. But today, after the Celtics 133-118 win over the New York Knicks, I'm here for you for that. So subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. This way you'll know when a show drops. It's also on YouTube. I'm John Corrales former professional basketball player, now covering the Celtics for Boston Sports Journal. And I've written a book called the Boston Celtics All-Time All-Star. Celtics set a team record with 27 three-pointers. 27 three-pointers. They took 51 three-pointers against the Knicks. They hit 27 of them. They had 37 two-pointers. So 51 three-pointers, 37 two-pointers. They hit 27 three-pointers, 22 pointers. That's kind of how this game went for them. Points in the paint, a little bit of a different story for the Celtics. Uh, they got demolished at points in the paint. In fact, let's see here. Uh, 64 to 30, they were outscored points in the paint. They let a parade into the lane. Just an absolute conga line down the middle. They had no Al Horford. Obviously, Robert Williams is out. But, hey, good news on the Robert Williams front. Robert Williams according to Abby Chin, is working his way back. I mean, this is six weeks now since his uh, surgery. So he's coming up to that eight to 12-week window. It's it's less than two weeks away. He's dunking again. He's, according to Abby, he's trying to be like not too explosive. So that's good news. That's a great update from Abby on Robert Williams. And they'll need Robert Williams uh, when you see how easily the Knicks got to the line in this game, they just, I mean, got to the rim in this game. They just, everything was at the rim. Meanwhile, the Celtics were able to just bomb away. Everybody who played, every person who played in this game hit a three-pointer. That includes Noah Vonley. <laughs> that includes uh, a couple from, let's see, who else hit one? Blake Griffin hit one. That was the other one I was looking for. Uh, kind of wild. Kind of wild. Uh, the big three-point performers, 6 of 11 from Jalen Brown, 6 of 13 from Jason Tatum, 5 of 8 from Sam Hauser. He scored 17 points. For a while there, he was leading the Celtics in scoring, which is nice. Uh, I had a, a podcast the other day. I forget after which game it was, but it, it might have been the Cavs game. One of the losses, I think. Sam Hauser played 10 minutes, shot once. And I said, Sam, if he's going to be on the floor, he needs to shoot. There's a reason why he's on the floor. He needs to get out there and shoot that thing. And they finally were looking at him. The, my favorite play was a rebound that uh, Malcolm Brogdon got. 
And from the Knicks free throw line, you could see it. You could see it shaping up because it was just the perfect. Hauser was just up ahead of him, like right out of the corner of his eye. So he knew that all Brogdon knew, all he had to do was just dribble, dribble, dribble. And he would eventually, Hauser would get to the corner about the same time that Brogdon got to the other free throw line. And so all Brogdon needed to do was just drive, draw that defense, and kick it out to the three. And that's what he did. And Hauser got it. It was uh, pretty, uh, just a pretty amazing performance from from Hauser, who did basically all of his damage early in the game. He had a couple later in the game, but it was mostly it was mostly him uh, early. The Celtics. I, I don't know what else to say about this about this game. It was basically they they didn't play much defense and they hit a, a ton of threes. And if you're a Knicks fan and you say, "Hey, look." We scored 118 points. We shot 51% from the field. We got 15 of 16 from the line. They were good from three. They were 41% from three. You could look at that. If I if this was the other way around, I'd be like, damn. There, everything was great, except the other team hit 27 three-pointers. Uh, the Celtics moved the ball well. They had 30 assists on their 47 baskets. That's That's exactly what you want. I started out the game thinking, all right, they hit their first 15 shot, the first 15 points. They were five of six from three. And I thought this, this has the potential to be a dangerous kind of game because the Celtics, I know how they play. They, they, they're on a back-to-back and they are going to uh, use that for opening run as an excuse. Hey, they, they were falling early. We're just going to keep taking them. And I said, I, I, I didn't like the fact that five of six fell early on. It felt like this was a night where that they were going to go cold and it was going to fall apart. The only thing is they never, they never got cold. They just never got cold. They kept bombing away from three and the shots kept falling. So settling for three pointers. Sure. Why not? It worked. Uh, they, they did, they did aside from a few where I was like, okay, now they're starting to force it a little bit. They did actually work the ball around, and I will say that they they did get good good looks. The threes that they got, I'd say probably like 85% of them, 90% of them, were probably good looks that were generated from ball movement, which at, at some point we have to accept that this is, this is how the NBA works sometimes. You, you drive, you kick, you drive, you kick. It's not that they they didn't try to get into the paint. The Knicks were giving them the three-pointers. The Knicks were really shutting down the paint, and the three-pointer was the byproduct. So I, I think that even though 51 three-pointers is just an outrageous number, especially when you take 88 shots, I, I'm actually – I'm not coming onto this podcast and bemoaning the fact that they took 51 three-pointers. <laughs> I can't say that with a straight face. I cannot say 51 three-pointers and and not laugh because it's such an insane number. Uh, the Celtics made 27 three-pointers. That's how many the Knicks took. They took 27 threes. They took 63 two-pointers. Then they they were right there. They were right there. There were runs all over the place. I, I have notes down here where it was. Uh, 15 to five run, 10, 10, nothing answer, seven, Oh, run, 
Uh, it was like a 17-5 answer, actually, That uh, after that. Uh, the Celtics had an 11-0 run to start the second. Knicks had a 14-2 run in the late in the second to actually, if it wasn't for a Derek White putback, that would have been, uh, the Knicks would have had to lead at, at the half. Too many runs. The defense is is hot garbage. The, and you definitely need a rim protector. I and a lot of people are going to be super critical of the perimeter defense. I will say in their, in their defense, it is hard to defend in the NBA in the perimeter. It is very hard to defend in the NBA in the perimeter. And you do need rim protection. At the, an elite rim protector in today's NBA is so incredibly valuable because you can't touch anybody on the perimeter. So, yes, that defense needs to be a whole lot better. There are too many easy runs, too much confusion, too many too many layups, too many putbacks. Uh, what did the Knicks have for second chance points? 13. Uh, that's not the worst. Uh, they ended up with, what was their offensive rebounding number? 12 offensive rebounds, which is not good. Um, you want to keep that down into the single digits, obviously. The Celtics had eight, and they ended up with 10 second chance points. So they minimized the damage overall. But you you, you just really, the, the, the shots at the rim, whether it's a putback, whether it's a layup, whether it's a back cut, so many of those, especially late in the game, too much falling asleep. And, you know, it's it's the usual story. It's the same story for the Celtics. Make your shots. They're going to win. They're going to win these shootouts. They're, they're good enough offense where they're going to win these shootouts. Uh, they, I'm going to, they lead the league. They led the league coming into the game with a 60.5 true shooting percentage, which accounts for uh, the, you know, uh, free throws and three-pointers and all of that. They shot their their two shooting percentage in this one was seventy one point six percent. That's just an outrageous number. What a, what a number! Uh, shout out to the bench, Malcolm Brogdon. So let's just run down the top from top to bottom. Jalen Brown was awesome throughout this. He was getting overshadowed early because Sam Hauser was going off, and that's just such an uh, you know you don't have, you don't see that very often. People going nuts about Sam Hauser. Jalen Brown was right there with him. He ended up with thirty points on 10 of 19 shooting, 6 of 11 from 3, 5 rebounds, 3 assists, uh just one turnover. And that's, you know, I thought he was he was really good in this game attacking. He he obviously made a couple of mistakes and missed a couple of layups and uh defensively it has to, has to be better, but a, a really great offensive game. Tatum came back with 26 points, 5 assists, one steal, two more block shots, three turnovers. The two block shots, Tatum has blocked what six? I, I didn't see what he uh, he had in the uh, as far as far as blocks in the Chicago game. Uh, I'm gonna call that up real quick. Uh, but he's been blocking shots like a maniac lately. He's just been on fire. He had, he had one block, one block against Chicago. But then he had four in the previous game. So what's that? Seven over the last three games? That's that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Tatum is, has, has really upped his defense there. Has been playing really, really well defensively. And, yeah, you know, that's... What, do you, what more do you want? And rebounding. His rebounding has been fantastic. 
absolutely fantastic. He's been getting some big boy rebounds out there. Marcus Smart had a really good game. 13 points, 11 assists, one turnover. Uh, the decision-making for Marcus Smart was top-notch. This was exactly the type of game you wanted from him. Yeah, he shot three of five from three, but that was something that uh, he, he just was joined, joined the club on fire, completely on fire. Uh, Derek White had a, had a typical game, and I don't see any bad performances. Noah Vonley was the only guy that was he had a couple of really bad possessions, but he accounted, he made up for that. Brogdon was typically awesome, though he had a tough shooting night overall at five of fourteen. Thought Brogdon, look the second the second unit, and this is a carryover from the Chicago game. the The second unit, Tatum and Brogdon with bench guys, and Luke Cornett wasn't with the team, uh, personal reasons. So they went with Grant and Hauser and Vonley. Vonley plus 20, Brogdon plus 20, Hauser plus 14, Grant plus 10. The bench, the Celtics bench overall doing a fantastic job. You see them pulling away. This is the formula for the Celtics. Just go out there and play really great and pull away uh, in, in the second quarter in the Brogdon minutes. It does raise the question, and we'll probably uh, I'll, I'll, I'll dive deeper into it. It does raise the question that people are asking, why isn't Brogdon starting? Why isn't he playing more minutes? I think there's there's a valid question there. And the, 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 the question really hinges on, is it better? Because Brogdon played 28-19 in this game. And against Chicago, what did he play? Brogdon played 28-51. So right around 29 minutes, that's, that's, right, that's right where he's going to play. The question is, does starting him make more sense or keeping him in this role where he can he has much more freedom to do a lot and much more freedom to score? Does that make more sense? I I lean towards the latter. I lead towards him staying on the bench. I lean towards it's working. The Celtics offense is phenomenal. I want Brogdon. Being the guy who can, A, score, he gets to the rim at will, along with one of your Jays. Jason Tatum right now is the guy with him. Could it be Jalen Brown? Either one is fine. Right now, Tatum is there. That's working. Those lineups, Tatum and Brogdon in the bench lineups, those are working really, really well. But Brogdon can get out there and score. But Brogdon can also make all of those other guys better. Who do you want out there with that second unit? You want Marcus Smart out there? Or do you want Brogdon out there? And I I would rather have Marcus Smart with the better offensive options around him to kind of keep that decision-making where we want it to be with Smart. This game from Smart was perfect. I want Brogdon with that second unit, carry that second unit, get much more opportunity to handle the ball, drive, score, shoot as much as you want, carry that unit, then you can spray and have your assists. He had five assists. That's 14 points, five rebounds, five assists. Perfect Brogdon game. And if he hit a couple of a, a couple of other shots, if he shot a little bit better from the field, he, he would have had a, another 20-point game. So I like, I like where this goes. I don't want to play him too many more minutes. This is the other question with him. If you play him 32, 33, are you risking increasing the injury possibility? Hard to say. There's no real way for us to quantify that, but 
this is, I, I like Brogdon in this role. He's thriving in this role. He's getting used to it. <laughs> I, I just, I'd rather have Brogdon be the guy passing to Grant, pa- passing to Sam, passing to whomever else the other big is, and then everybody playing off of Tatum or Brown. So second unit, kudos to the second unit doing a hell of a job. Uh, my quick, quick thoughts. I caught up on the, uh, on the Celtics and the Bulls. Uh, DeMar DeRozan is a cyborg and the Celtics, uh, looked like they had a chance to put that game away, but the damn bulls just wouldn't go away. Uh, an awesome performance, 20 free throws for Jason Tatum, Tatum, Tatum getting to the line, attacking, not, not searching for fouls, but attacking strongly. That's what happens. Now, 20 free throws is, is an outlier, but the increase in free throws is Tatum not grifting for fouls, just attacking and naturally drawing the fouls. So uh, I thought I thought that was great. And Brogdon obviously was fantastic against Chicago with the 25-point game. He was he was like the big reason why the Celtics were able to, to put enough distance between them and Chicago. So DeMar DeRozan couldn't, I mean, he took 22 free throws. <laughs> you know, he was, everything was a foul uh, for him. Uh, they they just, uh, you know, look, you didn't get an outrageous game from Ayo DeSumo. Zach Levine was pretty much kept in check. So, um, you know, good back-to-back performances. Now the Celtics are off Sunday, Monday night, 9 p.m. game in Memphis. All 30 teams are playing Monday night. No one's playing on Tuesday because of Election Day. I will be here for you for uh, the Monday post Monday show, recording Sunday night for the Monday show, Monday through Friday, all week, plus uh, post game as as often as I can on the weekends. So uh, make sure you're subscribed. Make sure you're getting that podcast dropped directly to your device. Watch the show on YouTube. Really appreciate you. Uh, checking out the podcast and uh, if you haven't subscribed yet please do if you have subscribed share the podcast tell your friends and family and everybody they should be listening to and watching the lockdown celtics podcast here on the lockdown podcast network